Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good whatever time it is for you if you're listening. Welcome to another one of our lovely podcasts. I should really call it Cloud Talk, but I'm going to call it one of our lovely podcasts because that rolled off the tongue so well. Seeing as we wanted to talk more Azure, I've got back the same guy again. I do work with more than one person. <laughs> it's I, I a do. front. <laughs> yeah. West Coast Cloud isn't actually what we say it is. It's me and Dave. Yeah, we, there isn't a team of 10 in the usual team. <laughs> no, well, Dave just puts on lots of voices. He's, he's good at impressions. We we work out of a shed down in the middle, Whitley, in Reading. We don't actually work in Thiel. It's all a lie. No. This is the reveal video. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't believe that. Please give me attention. So, yeah, we're here again. How are you, Dave? Yeah, I'm doing really well, mate. Peter's on the way. Uh, it should be just after the podcast. So, you know. You? Yeah, man. You can have yeah. a slice. I might do. I might not. It's the problem that you have a pizza is if I'm not out of this room by the time Steve Miles sees it, ah. it's done. Yeah, we didn't think that through. No, we had our kickoff a couple of weeks ago, like a mid-year kickoff, and I, I stood at the back, well, the front, but looking back towards everyone, and I could see Steve moving towards it because it came <laughs> with like five minutes before we'd finished. So I put it all in the boardroom, and Steve, he'd left his desk. He was, he was somewhere else. It's the Tom Cruise sprint. He facial really, expressions yeah, and everything he's, he's in so let him crack on anyway anyway uh, we're not here to talk about pizza i could do you have a favorite pizza dave go <sighs> on the yes like oh of the current domino stack what are we going for to be honest the ranch barbecue probably since i was 15 that's just been a classic it's, it's really good i like that yeah. one a lot what yeah. about you anything with spicy chicken on it the new meatball one the marinara one is is beautiful too so a spon- should we contact Domino's for sponsorship? Because yeah, selling quite so. well. Okay, fair. Um, we're actually here today to talk more Azure, specifically something that's changing this month, actually. Yeah. I don't know when this episode is coming out. I think it's two weeks from we're recording it, so it'll be out by the time we talk about it. Yeah. Well, it's already out, but it'll be mandatory by the time we talk about it. So, And that is Azure plan. Um, sure is. What it means, how it works, how it's going to differ how I don't like it, <laughs> all of these lovely oh. things. <laughs> You're going to promote it really well. Yeah, I'm it's gonna, got some, re- definitely got some redeeming features, yeah. I'm going to come back and yeah. say how I don't like it, but I don't like it. It's not that I don't like it, it's a bad idea. I don't like it because Microsoft's way of doing it is terrible. There you go. Anyway, <laughs> so we'll start. What is Azure Plan, Dave? All right, so... Azure Plan is the new way to transact Azure CSP. In fact, Microsoft's plan is to have every offering, whether that's CSP, Direct, or EA, will eventually come through the Azure Plan or, or through that one mode of procurement. It'll ultimately make for a simplified agreement with Microsoft, certainly the uh, the elevator pitch. And one of the great things about Plan is that you'll have access to new technologies and products as soon as Microsoft release these as we you know we felt this historically some things would release on direct or ea before they came to csp but moving forward that won't be a differentiator which is great so you know as new things come to the catalog it will be an even playing field for people which i'm all for Uh, and you can have multiple azure subscriptions nested within a single plan as well so it sits above the subscription on our marketplace in that kind of hierarchy. Yeah, think of the plan as sitting at a higher level, something that facilitates uh, a streamlined transaction process. It doesn't affect the contents of existing Azure subs. So that's an important message for partners, isn't it? It's There are some fundamental changes, particularly with the back end and billing, and we'll drill into all of that. But it's it's not something that's going to signal downtime or anything 
you know, blood pressure rise inducing like that. Good. Well, that's nice. I'm, I'm not, I like to make it clear that I don't mm. mind the idea and the reason why they're doing it. Cause it makes yeah. sense for everything to be under one roof because before you had the page, you go portal and EA portal yes, and the CSP yeah. portal, right? Yeah. Even the classic and yeah. Yeah. And with it all in one place, it makes it easier, especially to do as we'll talk about in a little bit, like transferring stuff and, mm. and so on. Um, I think from a Microsoft standpoint, they just simply do not take much time to consider how much work will go into changing something if they release something new. Yeah, the motive is noble. The execution is it will it will probably take a year or two to. Yeah. So as your plan's been here now for over a, nearly is it over a year, some time coming on for one, I think. Yeah. So we've been working with it for a while, and the reporting that we can generate out of the marketplace now is pretty much there. Mm -hmm. But when it first launched. It was such a change and the, and the way that we worked because and we're not braggers but our azure uh feature set in our marketplace is pretty good and that's not based on the fact that microsoft gave us that capability it's the fact that it was built based around what microsoft give us and then we make it easier for the users so having to change that is a bit of a pain but we're nearly there it's all good hopefully when it comes in well now because it's out now end of july we'll be ready to go with it so, so we've already got people on Azure Plan already using it. In terms of the timelines of when they're going to be forced to use it, do you want to go through that? Yeah, of course. Of and and like you just said there as well, you're right. We initially we urged people to stay on subscription, and you're right. A, a lot of that was the feature set that we've introduced and built up in Marketplace. It wasn't all certainly day one wasn't integrated, so it made sense for people to wait. However, from the 21st of July, which is yeah soon and once people hear this it will have probably come and gone all new azure subscriptions uh, and customers that you onboard must be provisioned via azure plan so from our marketplace that will be the only available SKU option to choose and and this doesn't mean that legacy subs have to convert by that date only that moving forward partners will need to start selecting azure plan in our marketplace catalog rather than subscription so net net new and additions to your yeah to your family of customers on the marketplace it will have to be through there and you know another thing for partners to be aware of is that all rebates and incentives will be removed from subscriptions sometime in 2022 i wish i had something more concrete i know microsoft have been uh, putting back a, a couple of the community calls uh, recently and i would imagine that would be one of the things they would have discussed so uh, i wish i had a date uh, but it just shows that we are now moving into that phase where we're really encouraging people to make that transition uh, ultimately you'd rather do it now a bit ahead of time and not risk um losing any rebate and things like that. Anyway, soon after a cutoff date will be announced where everything will have to be moved to plan and any straggling workloads would stop working. So it's imperative it's done well before whatever that date is. And see, you and I both remember that mad dash when CRM moved into Dynamics and there was a lot of flapping and I'd really, it, yeah, it, it was an experience. And <laughs> I definitely encourage people to shift over well before Microsoft even announced the date because I'm guessing, what, what, what are we going to bet? Three months notice, one month's notice, what, what, what would you think, you know, with what we've seen in the past, it wouldn't um, be more than three months that they'd yeah, I'd say I'd say three months. It's usually, yeah. I mean, with this Azure plan piece, we've known since the start of the year, kind of, that it was going to be July. Um, mm -hmm. But they only really made it official three months ago. So, yeah, it's usually for any plat big platform changes, they, they give us a bit longer than price changes. But that is true. 
Um, and luckily, it's a pretty easy process to uh, make that transition, and we'll, we'll cover all that in a bit. Nice. Okay. So, um, so I'm saying it's not that great. Uh, however, there is a feature set, and you know, it, I think people would class this as a benefit to partners more than a than the drawback. So, yeah, is there anything you can guide us through in some of the features that you get in Azure Plan that you don't get in Sub? Yeah, definitely the partner level. Now, you've touched on a good point there. We, we feel the frustration because there's a lot of back-end changes required at that level. But yeah, for partners, I'd say there's, there are some really cool features. So probably the biggest would be that access is now given to the Azure cost management feature. And this gives you near real-time information about your Azure costs. You can set up alerts. You could view Azure advisor recommendations for your estate. And recently, they even released amortized billing for reserved instances. Oh, and that reminds me, with an update since the last podcast you and I did together, that you know our eyes can now renew automatically in our marketplace, which is awesome. But jumping back to cost management for a moment, we think it's a pretty great feature, actually. It's optional, so we can turn it on for you as and when you want it. And one of the reason, one of the qualifiers of whether you'd use it is that pricing is set to RRP. It's just something to bear in mind. And basically anyone who likes graphs or, you know, gets a kick out of the Power BI dashboards needs this in their lives. It, it is pretty cool. I've mentioned the alerts, but you can also send these out as notification emails whenever a given threshold or criteria is reached. A bit like the consumption thresholds in our own marketplace, but with lots of different customization. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the, the RRP thing's a big one. Um, in cost yeah. management, I think our marketplace can do everything the Azure plan piece does. Yes. So if you're not going out with RRP, it's always worthwhile still using the what we reports. provide. Yeah. 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 And then, because you can brand it, right? So you can have customers access it and they can see the actual cost rather than the RRP. But Absolutely. Yeah. I think the only main difference is this. when I say it's near real time, I think it's probably within a few hours and I think ours are within 24, right? So it's still... Yeah, it's, it's, it's Sunday once a day. Yeah, exactly. So it's more than workable for most people, but there will be some customers where they're going to want it slightly quicker. So they've at least got the choice. Like you said, it's better to have the two choices. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk transfers then. Okay. Because these are always... These have always, that'd been, be coming. A, yeah, these have always been a bugbear. I was going to say something else, but you know, we keep this we keep this family friendly. We do we try? Yes, that's why we don't have other people on it. the The way that transfers work now mm. is purely down to distributors' discretion, oh, which yeah. you know we've had the headache with before. We've always been under the the not the impression, but the opinion that there's no reason if if someone if a customer wants to leave or a partner mm. wants to leave and try somewhere else. There's no reason to make their lives difficult. Therefore, we get the yeah. form, we fill it out, we raise it to Microsoft, it's done, right? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, not every distributor is like that. So yeah. it is down to the discretion of the distributor as to when they want to hit that signature and send that form to Microsoft. Yeah, and you're and right. Mike, in... And Microsoft don't get involved in it, right? We can't raise it. It's, Microsoft don't want to get involved in pushing subscriptions elsewhere. It's down to the distributor. Mm, you're right. And obviously in the very old days and other suppliers, if anyone happens to listen, will remember this fondly. You used to be able to, as long as all parties had signed the paperwork, you could initiate that transfer and you could, particularly if you're inheriting a customer, you could, that could be their first experience with you and you guide that through. To me, that's logical, but 
the process because there used to be documentation didn't there that was yeah. it conflicting it, it said that was the way and some of it said no the uh, incumbent provider raises eventually microsoft sort of hunkered down on the route where the incumbent has to raise it and like you've said the implication there sometimes there can be a delay and it's not always down to the end customer which, is, which would be a shame but thankfully it's going to be far easier than the existing process for transferring subscriptions which i think is a relief all round everything is done via a web portal no more printing and scanning those damn forms <laughs> yeah. which of course was a nightmare during the pandemic because even though there's a team of 10 i'd say what maybe one or two people in the digital tv owned a printer yeah who has printers anymore <laughs> it was uh, uh, a challenge but you know yeah everything's done through a portal now and the basic flow is that the receiving partner initiates a request from the microsoft partner center and again like we were saying that's the logical way it's the receiving partner that initiates no paperwork or signature required anymore from the end user uh, and all parties are updated at each step of the way even better there's also no need to wait for a microsoft support response and microsoft support are incredibly busy and they do great work but it also it takes a, away a degree of downtime and it also frees them up to work on other Azure platform issues, which is in everybody's interest. So yeah, we're quite excited about that. I think it's a better process. As I said, everybody gets email notifications at each stage. So you'll know either when you have lost ownership of a subscription or when you've gained it, if you're the, the other supplier in that scenario. So yeah, I think that's one very good. Uh, they've, they've done a lot to streamline the process. I kind of wish that there'd been some work to streamline the subscription process over the last couple of years, but I, I suppose I understand that that business decision where they were focusing on what's coming next rather than fixing what they already had. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Bit of cynicism because I'm good at that. <laughs> uh, I mean, with with the automated process, it goes to the email address that you set up in the partner center, right? Yes. And this is, hey, if any of our competitors are listening to this, first of all, welcome. Second yep. of all, don't copy me. You copy me enough. Uh, <laughs> third of all, just make sure that email address is right because Microsoft haven't told anyone that's the process now it works. We obviously have a, an email address or admins in our partner center that get it flagged up. Not everyone does. So if we do raise it to someone who hasn't got like a monitored email address or anything set in there, they're never going to know that request is raised. Yeah, that's um, a good point to make. But and it goes to lots of people. So we have about, what, I don't know, 20 people in our <laughs> team to get notifications when an Azure plan comes and goes. Yeah. Um, another thing, that would be nice to edit, but, you know, I'd rather have more than none. But yeah, that's the only thing to really check is just to make sure it's received in the right way. And then people can monitor if things are going in and out. But it can be done in a matter of hours rather than having to wait for Microsoft to, to sign it off, which is fantastic. I like that. That's a good message to put out there. It's more, yeah, that's a more of a community message because it's, it, it's, it's helping out our... You know, friendly. competitors, but you're right. It's uh, in everyone's interest because if if the suppliers don't know that, it it's gonna it's the end customer that loses out at the end of the day. So yeah, yeah that's a good point. So what else do people need to know about the plan? The I'm gonna plan. call it the plan now, not like <laughs> the event in Michelin Web. The plan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So well. Plan presents a, a simplified pricing model as well, but this could at times be a disadvantage and we'll we'll lift up the bonnet on that. You know, see what we used to have was regional price files and, you know, every resource cost was split into a ton of currencies. And what Microsoft have introduced is a single USD price file. Really great for Microsoft, streamlines everything for them. But, you know, we'll continue to bill out partners in sterling, but the exchange rate and euro 
course, don't don't forget. But but the you know the exchange rate will uh, tweak the price month to month. That's important for everybody to be aware of. You know, and if that sounds like a pain, and inevitably it will be at times, depending which region you're in, it's a bit like a region roulette. But you know, let's think about what this solves because it does it does actually address problems. It stops multi-geo providers being able to go in and offer better pricing than the local players, and I'm all for that. So I you know I would take the uh, you know, the slight variance in exchange rate over that personally, because you you always had monthly variance, small changes in Azure pricing. And, and you know, if we price it up with flexibility uh, in mind and stuff, you're going to naturally have small variances anyway. So I, I think it's probably certainly the lesser of two evils if it has to be one or the other, you know, and it means that I think by doing this, it also is a way of Microsoft stopping that race to the bottom. We've seen them make some great changes around the rebate structure and 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 then with partner record and stuff. And I think this is another example of them trying to reiterate that message. They always wanted CSP to be a, a value-added service, and that's obviously something we've always championed. But others try to make it more of a transactional game, and I I like seeing. It seems like every year Microsoft do one more thing to make that less and less viable, uh, and yeah. we love that. Invoices will. Now now show a single line item. I'll expand on that um, a little later. But I suppose something else that's key, it's vital that the West Coast foreign principle is present in all Azure plans. And Microsoft also, that's another thing Microsoft have done to ensure value add. 99% of people and our partners and customers already have this, but you just have to accept the CSB invite to add it. Ultimately, if this is removed, it messes with the pricing and we'd be, we would be build RRP through Microsoft because in their eyes, they they can't see a demonstration uh, or an indication of that value add being added. So, you know, we don't want anyone caught out with this. But if we did have a scenario like that, we've decided as a, you know, an operational overhead, you know, we would charge 1% on top of RRP just to cover the admin duties. Uh, and I think that's fair enough. And I also think we're giving people fair warning just to make sure that foreign principle is in there. Very occasionally, and this is why it's important, right, for us to talk about, an end customer may, you know, walk in and uh, remove that, not knowing what the implications are. And that's why I'm highlighting it here. It's important for partners to understand that and be having a transparent dialogue with the customers about how that flow and process works with the supplier so that ultimately the customer doesn't get caught out. Yeah, also in our marketplace, we have two lines, right? Managed and unmanaged resources. So if you ever see unresourced uh, unmanaged spike up then be warned totally yeah essentially okay so your benefits are outweighing my negatives so i'm losing this argument which is fine it's not over yet tom it's not yeah it's not over yet that <laughs> <laughs> no, is um since okay so can you talk to us around the onboarding process for existing west coast azure customers so our customers. I want to make this perfectly clear for our customers using Azure. How easy is it to transfer to Azure plan? Yeah. And I know the answer is easy because we did some work <laughs> on our marketplace to make it easy. But go on, Dave. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll be glad to know or glad to know that I happen to also know it's yeah zero I'm, downtime I'm glad, I'm glad you know that. that I'm glad to you know <laughs> that I know that you know. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, basically, you you choose the Azure plan as a new service in the marketplace. Then, as part of the provisioning process, you just uh, tick a box uh, to indicate that it's transferring a legacy sub, and you name the plan. Add any user permissions you want, which is awesome. We can add owner and all of that through the marketplace, rather than going through the Azure, you know, access control. I am Blade. You can just do it from our marketplace, and then you just let the service bake. And that's that is literally it. It, it takes seconds. Um, 
didn't even need think we'd need a demo which you can't do in a podcast but i could get it into yeah three steps choose the service add owner permissions if needed and you tick a box if as we've said in this scenario we're, we're transferring from uh, subscription into plan obviously if if you win a new customer and you're you're putting them straight into plan which you'd need to from the 21st second damn it the date you wouldn't need to tick the box you would just press ahead so yeah really really simple there you go good well yeah. done what, what i'm for saying exactly what i was going to say good <laughs> um okay so now now you've got your bit that you always have that yeah. i always hand hand over to you because i'm nice just generally, yeah. we're just generally nice here we're helping our competitors out giving them a warning we're telling yeah. people that this is we're just we're just giving them a template for their marketplaces honestly some, some of them need it to be fair they want to backhand me some money <laughs> <laughs> we do not accept bribery or you know sponsorship. We accept pizza, but not just from Domino. There are other options out there. Yeah, shout out to John's. Yeah. And who else is there? There's loads. Not not Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> so how are we supporting partners through the onboarding of it? And, and what we're going to do onwards in regards to Azure Plan? This okay. is when we've got the team. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, great. I will do. I so, say, yeah, we've been using it for over a year, like you said. And, you know, while there were plenty of teething issues around APIs and RIs in the beginning, um, Oh yeah, don't want to really think about that too much. It's actually been pretty smooth sailing for a lot for a while now. I'd say at least three solid months we haven't had any kind of support tickets around those sort of typical issues where someone you know provisions an RI and there's some sort of issue. You know we can enable cost management and billing for partners. So where you want that included, we will. Like we you know like we acknowledged earlier, some people won't want if they like you said if they prefer to be giving our white labeled customizable reports with tailored pricing to the customer that's not in line with RRP, then that's going to be obviously see a better fit but people that want cost management we'll enable it and that's why right tom we've made that decision where it will be an opt-in feature we won't just put it in there we'll happily uh, add it where you need it we can facilitate the migrations from sub to plan for partners you know our, our, our self-support team will support you with that process you know easily done within a business day if you've got 30 40 end customers with us that's not going to be uh, unrealistic to get that shifted in that sort of time uh, and plus we'll enable the cost management and billing for you as part of that shift you know putting it briefly it's 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 it is just a quick back-end change from a partner point of view and gives you access to cost management for customers that want it you know and we're yeah, we're just as keen to be helping people navigate that. It doesn't change the level of service from the team. It doesn't impact our support SLAs from our in-house support team. Yeah, we, really, we it's from my point of view, I just want it. I want it done so that nobody gets caught out. Everybody shifted over and we can just continue doing the fun stuff like environment economization and stuff with partners. I'd much be rather actually talking about that, but it's like you said there were challenges arose but because we didn't i know we that you know some other people in the market immediately you know ushered people onto plan and there were issues we were a lot more cautious weren't we a couple of people were keen and they tried it out very early on and then it's been sort of drip fed as we've gone and i don't think really it's probably only been the last three months or so that the momentum's built because we've been quite reserved and cautious we wanted to make sure uh, there weren't going to be problems for partners. So, and that's why we're doing the podcast now. Some people wonder, you say, like, what you're saying, this has been out for a year and you're now doing the podcast because, you know, we, we're confident yeah. that it's the right time for people to start doing it. Yeah. Cause the first however many months of being out, it was rubbish. Yeah. There were a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah. That's just, that's just the honest, like, yeah, it yeah. wasn't ready for launch. 
multiple people like not just us at west coast cloud a lot of people told marks that it wasn't ready for launch it was launched and it didn't kick off the way they wanted it to they fixed some stuff it's now better there you go yeah and a couple of suppliers were on those community calls pulling their hair out because they'd moved all of their all of that all of the usage onto plan and like yeah we, we we were a little bit more cautious and reserved but we're we're very much in that mindset now we we want people to to make that move and you know in good time for for next year if you take anything of all the reasoning surely the most the thing that should stick in partners mind is that at some point in 2022 the incentives and uh, rebates won't be applicable for usage on azure plan so that's yeah. kind of that would hit the back pocket you, you want to get it moved over before then kick them off okay yeah. <laughs> well, that's wonderful well thanks very yeah. much for the chat again that's all right it's very fair. enjoyable yeah i, I appreciate the uh the, the pizza notes and it's it's actually quite nice doing all of these because you reflect on how it's all changed. So it's nice talking about virtual desktop and how that's improved. But again, looking at plan and the integration and API changes we enabled in marketplace, it's 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 a little bit satisfying. It feels like you're putting a wrap on something, doesn't it? Realizing, well, hang on a minute, we're actually in a good place to be doing yeah. this. We're we're not worried for partners and their customer workloads. It, yeah, it's a nice place to be. Yes. All right. Well, I'm sure I'll get you back at some point. Um, yeah. I always say this, and then you're the only one that does it. So. Yeah, I, 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 say I'm I, keen. I promise I've got other people. <laughs> uh, I need to record some other ones. Yes, thank you very much for your time. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. If, if any if partners do have questions around the plan or if you wanted help, like I said, with the team enabling and helping you with the, uh, the transfer from sub, I know it can be a bit of work. We'll be happy to help. Yes, exactly. Okay, Dave, thank you very much. Um, Cheers, thanks everyone for listening. I guess this is what I don't know. I guess they're playing some jingle in the background. We don't yeah. it, go order a ranch barbecue from Domino's. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. I'm going to go somewhere else for my pizza. We need to get Steve on here for the pizza analogy at some point. But not now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Cool. Cheers, Tom. Take it easy. Bye.